0: the new orleans saints made some big time changes to what was an anemic offense in 2022 so who looks to be the front runner for the 53 man roster on that side of the ball going into 2023 we got all of that and a little bit of lanyette for you on today's episode of locked on saints you are locked on saints your daily new orleans saints podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Big thank you to all of the everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a daily episode. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, as well as gain access to our exclusive inside information, film studies, Q&As, and more, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash saints to join a community, which I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA, across all of your social media platforms, I guess is the way that I'll say it now, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. You can always find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site, covering the New Orleans Saints, as well as every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them later, but on today's episode of Locked on Saints, Minicamp is right around the corner. Veterans report on Tuesday, or mini camp, training camp's right around the corner. Veterans report on Tuesday, training camp begins in earnest, we'll be there, present, covering it all uh, on Wednesday. So now it's time to take a look at our pre-training camp, 53-man roster projection, and we'll start over in the offensive side with a couple of the uh, special teamers in here as well. But We're focusing on the offensive side here, and the fact of the matter here is that the New Orleans Saints needed big-time improvement on the offensive side of the football. I think they've made some changes that you can say, okay, there's enough reason to feel really good about all of it, at least on paper. So we're going to take a look at who the players are that are the front runners at each position before training camp begins. So I'm looking at this as the front runners before camp, knowing that come camp time, things can change over the course. And we'll do one right before the preseason begins. We'll do another one after the preseason, before the 53-man roster cut down actually happens, all that. But this kind of gives us our baseline in terms of where to start at each one of these positions. Although, I don't expect much to move when it comes to quarterback and running back because I think the guys that touch the ball the most in the offensive side are pretty much all set for the New Orleans Saints. So we'll kick off with quarterback as always, the most important position on the field. Derek Carr is your starting quarterback. There's no question about it. I know that I've seen some people who have said over the course of this offseason that, hey, there could still be a competition between Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. No. Just simply no. That's not going to be happening. It's all Derek Carr, unless Derek Carr gets injured and deals with anything during training camp or going into the season. Which fingers crossed, the Saints can hopefully shake that injury bug going into 2023. So it's out of the question. Derek Carr is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston is his immediate backup, and rookie Jake Haner is right behind him now. So that gives us three players at quarterback on the New Orleans Saints roster. Remember, carrying three quarterbacks into a game day situation. The third quarterback no longer counts against the active game day roster of 46, but he still counts against a 53-man roster. But I would expect the Saints, as they have time and time again, even in addition to Taysom Hill, that they'll continue to carry three quarterbacks on the roster, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jake Hayner. The big thing you're going to be watching throughout training camp is just going to be how much does Jake Hayner improve and how much does Derek Carr improve? continue to show that he can drive, run, call, steer the offense? I think we have a little bit of the answer to the Derek Carr question already because we've seen it over the course of mini camps, OTAs, all that. I don't know why you would get into training camp and all of a sudden be worse at those things. I don't think that that's a reality. I don't think that that's going to happen. But it is going to be really interesting to see the development of Jake Kaner. My expectation for Jake Kaner is that he's going to be a longtime backup quarterback and he's going to be one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL because of how just ridiculously smart he is. I think he's going to be excellent behind Derek Carr, assuming that Jameis Winston goes and maybe gets another opportunity somewhere after this season. I think Jake Hayner, Derek Carr, Derek Carr's his mentor. Jake Hayner has studied the New Orleans Saints offense. I think he's going to be a very good Chase Daniel-like quarterback coach on the sideline, not really coach on the sideline, but a second pair of quarterback guys on the sideline that will be able to go over everything with Derek Carr when he's off the field and the defense is on the field. But this year, that should be Jameis Winston's responsibility and the thing that Jameis Winston actually thrives in this season, getting him ready and healthy over the course of this year so that in 2024, he can go and look for another opportunity. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jake Hayner, that gives us our first three. Remember, third quarterback doesn't count against the active game day roster, but counts against a 53-man roster. Okay running back and fullback, because yes, I'm still including a fullback for the New Orleans Saints. I think the fullback is making a little bit of a comeback in today's NFL while all the rest of the uh, running backs are suffering. Uh, So Adam Prentice, I think, is your shoe or not your shoe in, but let's say your front runner to make the roster here in 2023. Although it is going to be interesting, the Saints have some tight ends that can operate back there. Taysom Hill can operate back there. So do you save that roster spot by not giving it to the fullback? keep one of the guys you were already going to have on the roster anyway, and then repurpose that roster spot elsewhere. That's going to be very interesting to watch. Running back gets a little bit more interesting though, because we are expecting an early season suspension for Alvin Kamara for the first few games. Should that be the case, that would mean that he would be on the roster, but he actually wouldn't count against the 53 man count. So that would mean that the saints would be able to walk in with some extra running backs here. So I've got them keeping three in addition to Alvin Kamara, understanding that AK does not count against that 53 man limit. So I've got Jamal Williams, rookie Kendra Miller. So he's our second rookie to make the roster. And then I've got Eno Benjamin. I think Eno Benjamin, Kirk Merritt, Lynn Bowden, they're all going to be a part of this conversation. But I do think that Eno Benjamin is that guy. I I mean, just hearing Saints coaches talk about Eno Benjamin, talking to people in the organization about Eno Benjamin, they like him a lot. They like the stuff that he's able to do. They like the fact that he's somebody that knows the running back position, has experience with their playbook and allows them to be able to maintain the Alvin Kamara playbook when Alvin Kamara is getting his helmet adjusted off the field, tying his shoe, serving a suspension, whatever it might be. So I do think that, Eno Benjamin is the third running back that I really like for the New Orleans Saints. But don't be shocked if Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller have a larger role in the passing game than you might expect. Uh, Jamal Williams, just like we said early, early, early on in the offseason, I got the I got the info. That Jamal Williams was probably gonna slim down here in New Orleans. He's already down from 230, reportedly to 217. So, with that being the case, don't be surprised to see Jamal Williams have a little bit more of a Green Bay Packers like his Green Bay Packers like time uh with the New Orleans Saints in terms of his role. So he could be a little bit more of a pass catcher, a little bit more of a change of pace guy, and then you can mix in Kendra Miller and you know Benjamin however you like. But expect Jamal Williams not to just be a short yardage guy, not to just be a first and second down guy. He's going to get some of those targets. He's going to get involved in the passing game as well. It's a big thing that he's been working on over the course of the offseason. We're seeing it pay off. Him dropping from 230 to 217 is massive, just for reference sake. Um, Alvin Kamara's around 215 usually is his playing weight, or at least listed playing weight. So they're right around being the same at this point. And so you should expect to see Jamal Williams get very involved. But if you're looking for a guy that could be explosive, that could do all this other stuff at an NFL level that's already been proven because he did it against your defense, Eno Benjamin can be that guy. And then Kendra Miller, I'm super excited to see him. Don't forget, just because Kendra Miller's on the non-football injury list doesn't mean that he's actually going to miss any camp. Or he's, or, and it also doesn't mean that he's going to miss an extensive amount of camp if he misses the beginning of camp. We'll see if he ends up being back out there on Wednesday. Could just be that the Saints were waiting for training camp to start in earnest to get him out there and haven't had him out there during all the work they're doing with the rookies right now. All right. So that gives us seven players so far, the three quarterbacks four running backs, but AK doesn't count. And then the fullback and Adam Prentice. Let's get to the pass catchers next because the Saints are really, really set here when it comes to the top of the roster. But how many pass catchers will they keep and who are going to be the go-to depth guys, especially at wide receiver? Let's get to that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. It is incredibly important, the hiring process, especially if you're a small business, you want to make sure you're getting the folks that are good fits for your organization, that are good culture fits for your job, that of course have the requisite experience and everything as well. So you want to make sure that you're equipping yourself with the best possible platform in terms of expanding your search and getting as many candidates back as possible. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes through. And not only do they just come through, but they come through faux free. So you can check them out today at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. There you're going to get access to things like screening questions, the purple hashtag hiring frame that you can change on your, your, your organization's profile to help spread the word. And of course, you already know small businesses have voted LinkedIn jobs number one when it comes to delivering quality hires versus some of their leading competitors. So go and check them out today. Once again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. So you can post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again, as always, to all you everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day. Um, I, listen the Twitter thing, we'll see what happens there. X, whatever it's going to be called now. So just know I'm going to be working on some of my verbiage around all this about like reach out to me on social media because the fact of the matter is that whatever social media platform you have, Ross Jackson, Nola, I'm there. Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, uh, X, whatever it's going to be, slash Twitter. I think I'm probably just going to keep calling it Twitter because I, I assume most people will. Uh, but just so you know, wherever you are at Ross Jackson, Nola, you can find all of it. All right, as we continue on with today's episode here, I want to take a look at the pass catchers for the New Orleans Saints. And they're really, really good up top. And so when we think about like the big three at wide receiver, that's easy. We think about the tight ends, that's easy. But how many of each of these will they keep? I have the Saints keeping nine total pass catchers. I've got them keeping six wide receivers and three tight ends. So this was a little bit tough because there's a tight end I had to leave off the list that I really, really like. But I could also see this being five wide receivers and four tight ends. And the Saints just adding another pass catcher at a different position. So we're going to kind of just look at this as a unit of pass catchers altogether. So here are the six wide receivers that I have the Saints keeping to start. Remember, this is all a starting place and we'll continue to evaluate as we go over. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, all shoe-ins. That's your big three. The three that I have them keeping behind, Brian Edwards, A.T. Perry, our third rookie making the roster, and wide receiver James Washington. Here's my thinking behind that right now. If the one thing that is keeping Traquan Smith on the New Orleans Saints roster is run blocking and perimeter blocking, which he does a very, very good job of, and his ability to be able to line, be lined up in line and do all that sort of thing, I get it. Michael Thomas, Brian Edwards, A.T. Perry, all very good run blockers. And so I do think that I will keep Brian Edwards as the front runner to be the guy behind the big three of Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, solely based on that. He's a good pass catcher. He gets a little bit of an edge because he's got the familiarity with the quarterback in Derek Carr, and he still fills the run blocker mold. A.T. Perry, I know, has struggled over the course of OTAs as well as minicamps, but they love him. If he can go out there and have a decent training camp, I think he makes the roster. James Washington is just a different style of backup than the rest of the guys. Brian Edwards, Kiki Cody, uh, A.T. Perry. Um, well, Cody's, Cody's a, little bit of a little bit of an in-between. Uh, Traquan Smith, Shaq Davis, these are all big-bodied guys. James Washington is your speed guy. He's your other speed guy that backs up a Chris Olave and a Rashid Shahid. So he fits that mold. And I do think that that's important to have that guy that can back up your ex-receiver and Michael Thomas, your split-in, weak side, go-to big guy, but you also need somebody that's going to be able to stretch the field and attack deep and do all those things. And so I do think that your, third, your other third-level threat, even though Chris Olave and Rashid Jahid are more than just third-level threats, let me be clear, but if you, if you want to maintain that third-level threat, I, I do think that James Washington right now is the best fit for that mold. At tight end, I've got Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, and Taysom Hill. I'm using, I'm putting Taysom Hill in the tight end designation because there's no sense of putting him in the quarterback designation. No, you can't use him as an emergency third quarterback while also allowing him to play tight end. That can't happen. He has to be. Whoever that third quarterback is who doesn't count against the game day roster of 46 can't be used among, as anything else but the emergency backup quarterback. And so you wouldn't be able to utilize Taysom Hill in his role. So I'm keeping him at tight end. It breaks my heart not to have Lucas Kroll on here. But if let's say James Washington doesn't pan out, or let's be real, as much as I would hate it, A.T. Perry doesn't pan out. He was a six-round pick. He's not guaranteed a roster spot. We've seen this with Kawan Baker, right? He was a, Kawan Baker was a seventh-round pick, and everybody kind of went, oh, well, Kawan Baker is the first wide receiver that the New Orleans Saints have drafted since Traquan Smith, which was true. However. He was never guaranteed a roster spot because he was a seventh round selection. And that could be true for AT Perry as a sixth round selection as well. I do think, though, that the Saints trading away a player in order to bring a- in order to move up and get AT Perry does say something. I do think that that says something, but he's got to be able to show he can do the contested catches, that he can do all these other things. Um, and of course, you've already started to see some of his uh, special teams acumen, like the way that they've been using him during special teams drills and stuff like that. So that could be the edge there. So keeping Lucas Kroll off comes down to how many wide receivers are they keeping for me. It could also come down to how many offensive linemen are they keeping. I have them keeping nine offensive linemen, which we're going to get to here in a moment. And the reason why is because I think they need the depth there. Like I just don't trust them to be able to stay healthy along their starting five. I don't trust any NFL team to stay healthy along their starting five at offensive line. So I think you need to have the reserves. You need to have as many of them as possible. And you could have some of those guys on the... Uh, practice squad I know but you could also have Lucas Kroll in the practice squad like these guys th- there's a lot of these players that everybody every year goes they're never going to make it through waivers they're never going to make it to the practice squad and then they'll they inevitably make it to the practice squad like very rarely does that ever happen that they don't and so uh, I, I just look at the New Orleans Saints and I look at where their needs are and what they have shown us and what they've been telling us so far this offseason which is that they want to be able to throw the ball they want to be able to pass. They want to be able to get downfield. They want to be better in that area of, of the game. And so if you want to do that and you have talented enough wide receivers that have NFL experience and that are NFL veterans, you probably keep those wide receivers, especially one of them that has a, uh, had already has a connection with your quarterback. As for tight end, Juwan Johnson, Frostmuro, Taysom Hill, they are three very different tight ends that have similar overlaps. Juwan Johnson, Foss Moreau, both good pass catchers, but also both pretty solid blockers. Taysom Hill, also a good pass catcher, but also has the role to where you can use them anywhere and everywhere that you want. So I do think that that factors in when it comes to that. So I have the Saints keeping a total of nine pass catchers. I personally, to start, right, because this is going to change throughout training camp as we get to see some of these guys. And maybe some other receiver that I don't have on the list right now balls out. And maybe I give that person James Washington spot. Or Lucas Kroll looks too good to keep off the roster, but so do the other tight ends. So you give him the James Washington spot on this roster, whatever it might be, right? Like we'll make those adjustments accordingly and with good sense when we have more evidence. But this is just where I have the front runners. So nine pass catchers, six wide receivers, three tight ends. I do think that having an additional backup in the Michael Thomas mold is important. That's why I have both Brian Edwards and A.T. Perry. You've got two speedsters that can attack all three levels and Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. So I only really need one other speedster that I want to have on the roster. And James Washington does have that deep field speed. He's not, is he as fast as a Rasheed Shahid? Maybe not, but he's got the speed to be able to still be that guy uh, and be able to contribute in that way. So that's the way that I'm looking at it uh, with these guys. Six wide receivers three tight ends. We'll see how that changes over the course of training camp. Coming up next, let's wrap up with the offensive line and we'll get to two of the three special teamers that will make it, but no big surprises there. However, do you have a little bit of a surprise, at least for me, when it comes to offensive line? Because the Saints need as many reserves as possible. So where do they find them? We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, put a lockdown podcast network, your team every day. Let's get it, Hootah Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our offensive line as we wrap up the 53-man roster projection over on the offensive side of the football. So, so far, we've got 16 of 53 names filled out. I did end up splitting these up pretty evenly, 25 offense, 25 defense, three special teamers. Again, with this being a starting place, it just felt like the most logical thing to do. All right. Offensive line, I have them keeping nine, which is going to take us from 16 to 25. At left tackle, Trevor Penning. At left guard, maybe Andres Pete. At center, Eric McCoy. At right guard, Cesar Ruiz. At right tackle, Ryan Ramchick. If we accept the idea that Trevor Penning was trending on being the starting left tackle for the New Orleans Saints last season in 2022, this would mean that the Saints retain their starting five and finally, hopefully, get to see them out on the field, barring any preseason ailments, I'll call them. So the four backups that I have, I'll do the names first and then I'll explain why I chose each one of these guys. James Hurst, Nick Saldeveri, the rookie, which is our one, two, three, four, fourth rookie that we kept on the roster, Landon Young, and then here's a little bit of a surprise for me. Lewis Kidd. And I'm not saying that Lewis Kidd is a surprise because I think Lewis Kidd is a surprise. I'm actually saying Lewis Kidd is a surprise because for anybody that knows me, not picking Calvin Throckmorton's probably a little bit of a surprise. So let's go through each of these four. I'll start with James Hurst, right? So these are the four after the starting five. James Hurst is a shoe in for me. James Hurst could potentially be the Saints starting left tackle. He could potentially be the Saints starting left guard. And in either case, I'd feel very comfortable with either of those spots. You want the left tackle to be Trevor Pinning, Andrews Pete will see. But James Hurst just has that kind of value. He could play left tackle, he could play right tackle, he could play left guard, he could play right guard, you could put him anywhere that you want. And so because of that, I choose James Hurst. Throw out my Pokeball. That's an easy one for me. Probably an easy one for you as well. Nick Saldaveri, I-, I just don't know how much more the new, uh, how many more ways the New Orleans Saints can tell you that they love Nick Saldeberry? Like day three of the NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints were you know, within the top 10 of those picks. And they traded up to the very, very first selection of day three and drafted Nick Saldeberry. They had literally every single remaining player on the board. At pick 103, at the top of the fourth round, at the third day of the draft, they were on the clock all night, and they chose Nick Saldaverry. Well, they weren't on, on the clock all night. Technically, they were on the clock the morning of, but they knew probably that they were going to be on the clock all night. And they knew all night, hey, we want to do this, and we want to go and get Nick Saldaverry. right? So Nick Saldeberry was absolutely 100% the target. There was no, this is how the board fell, no. They went and got Nick Saldaberry. Then when they signed his contract, every player, depending upon where you are drafted, is effectively slotted in with, here's how much you're getting paid, right? Like every, every draft slot has a dollar figure attached to it, or, every ra- or certain ranges of draft spots, let me say. And the Saints gave him that scheduled pay of that draft slot, and then some. So they paid him above his scheduled pay. If Andres Pete goes down at any point in the 2023 season, I think Nick Saldaveri becomes the next starter, just based upon what we have seen. And then that gives you James Hurst to be able to use in all of those six offensive linemen uh, situations, because they will use those. Landon Young can play either tackle spot. I think that that's invaluable. Um, you know, he's, he's had some struggles in his time in New Orleans, but I think his versatility and his ability to be able to play on either side gives you that. Now, let's get to the Lewis Kidd, Calvin Throckmorton conversation. The reason why I'm choosing Lewis Kidd is because I'm not looking at this through my lens. I'm trying to look at this through the Saints lens. And I think that the Saints really liked Lewis Kidd last year and the way that he performed, especially during those joint practices in Green Bay. We heard a ton about Lewis Kidd during that time. Andrus Pete got hurt. Uh, I think James Hurst got hurt during that. There were like three offensive linemen that got hurt during you know, those practices. And Lewis Kidd played everything did everything. And so when I look at him versus Calvin Throckmorton, I personally have followed Calvin Throckmorton for so long that it's, it's like a precious pick for me, right? It's like, oh yeah, no, well, okay, I'll just slot in Calvin Throckmorton. So I'm challenging myself a little bit. here. And I'm saying, hey, maybe it's not the way that you look at it with the, 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 the Throckmorton colored glasses that I might have on usually. And that instead, like, look at what the saints are telling you, not what you're telling yourself. And that's what led me to Lewis Kidd. Lewis Kidd also has the versatility to play several different positions, just like Calvin Throckmorton has. But I feel like what we have seen from the Saints and what it has told us is that they really, really like what Lewis Kidd brings. The issue here, though, is that the Saints have no backup center. Why? Because um, uh, Billy Price, who they brought in, was released late last week on a uh, non-football injury designation. And it's a big difference going on the NFI list and being released with a non-football injury designation. You are no longer on a team in that case. So I have a little bit of – um, I, That's kind of my biggest sticking point still, is that like the Saints are still in a situation where like if Eric McCoy gets hurt, Caesar Reese has to bounce over to guard or to center, and then somebody else has to come in at right guard. And so one injury impacts two positions, and this has been – Kind of the kryptonite of the New Orleans Saints offense for years and, years and years and years and years and years. And I wish that they would find a way to get away from it. Now, Alex Pilstrom is somebody that they brought in to be a potential backup center. He was an undrafted free agent. I don't know if you've noticed, but so far I haven't named a single undrafted free agent that has made this roster on the offensive side. Will I name one on the defensive side? Find out in tomorrow's episode. So Alex Pilstrom could be that guy, but I just I haven't seen it so far. There was a play during um uh, during OTAs in which the entire offensive line started to play. The entire team started to play, but Alex didn't snap the ball. And that's a, that's a sticking point for me because that means that like, everyone knew the snap count except for the guy that has to snap the ball. You got to know the snap count, my dude. And so do we see repeats of that during training camp? You certainly hope not. And so he has more and more opportunity to change everybody's mind and still make the roster here. So I don't want to rule him out. And if nothing else, he goes on the practice squad, and then maybe you find your backup center through the practice squad, kind of like what they did with Josh Andrews last year. So it's not the end of the world, and we're far from an a finished product when it comes to this fifty three man roster. But it's hard for me to just pick a guy that naturally, you know, can come in and slot in at safety uh, at center. Excuse me. You now Nick Saldaveri did play center over at the Senior Bowl last year, um, and you know Nagy said that that was the best position he's ever seen Nick Saldaveri play. So we'll see if maybe he gets some opportunity there, but I doubt it. The Saints really like him as a guard. All right, let's wrap up here with long snapper and kicker, because to me, those are, those are two offensive positions. Kicker puts points on the board, therefore it's offense. And I guess long snapper can go either way, but we're going to do a lot of talking in the defensive one tomorrow. So I've got Zach Wood, of course, as your long snapper. And then I still have Will Lutz as your kicker. I, they, they brought in a really good young guy in Blake Groupie who looked excellent during OTAs and minicamp. We'll see what he looks like in, you know, training camp. Uh, Minicamp and OTAs, he spent a lot of time in the indoor facility. What does he look like in the outdoor facility? Although the Saints only play four games outdoors, so does that really matter? But I think that having that competition does help to push Will Lutz and help to kind of get Will Lutz away from this place where he was like bottom two in the NFL amongst qualifying kickers in field goal percentage last season. So I think that the 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 competition is important, but I, I still think Will Lutz makes this roster as the kicker. I don't think Blake, Blake Groupie comes in and pushes them out, but we'll see. Time to change the mind. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, that's the offensive side. We're 27 players down, so we still have a few spots left. We got 25 on defense and we'll discuss punter. So we got that coming up for you for the defensive 53-man roster projection tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed this today. Uh, we got more of that tomorrow. Remember... Later on on Monday, we're back to two a day, so I'll get you ready with another live show as we're continuing to preview camp, and we're going to be taking a look at some of the biggest storylines. I put it out on Twitter and said, what are the biggest questions you want answered during training camp? We'll investigate some of those, and even get to a question that Cam Jordan himself ended up presenting. So we'll get to all that or I guess it wasn't on Twitter, it was on X, whatever. We'll get to all that in, in our live episode and then the defensive 53-man roster projection for Tuesday morning's episode. Appreciate you as always, y'all, for making Locked On Saints a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you find me on social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up, let me know how the family's doing, let me know how you are living. let me know how you mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.